0: Hello and welcome to Three and Two, the podcast where my co host Rich is making eyes at me every time I start the episode. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just my face. <laughs> With me tonight is uh, Rich the Face Nutter. Hello, how's it going? And uh, Laura Bates. Hello. <laughs> uh, so you sure, you
1: don't want to do your chess clock bit again,
0: Matthew? I- <laughs> yeah, that was fucking awful. <laughs> Chess clocks. Use them or don't. Um,
1: we'll never know what it's like to need to use a chess clock on the top table, so no. I think yeah. it's you, okay.
0: Turns about if you get smashed off in like 25 minutes, it's fine. You don't need a chess clock. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so we're sort of getting out a, an emergency pre-brotherhood episode, so uh, we'll get on with a bit of hobby. Uh, Rich has been to a one-day tournament, which he can regale us with, and then we'll slide into a completely unrelated, Rich is changing his army completely for Brotherhood segment. Uh, Completely unrelated. (laughs) Completely unrelated. So uh, Laura, what hobby have you been getting up to since last episode? Uh,
2: So I think when we recorded the last episode, I was painting Kragnos, so I finished Kragnos, so he's done and ready to stomp things at Brotherhood. Uh, and then I have been painting the Warhammer Underworlds warbands from the new Nether Maze starter box. So there's a Skaven warband and there's a Elf warband. So I have painted both of them. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty happy with that.
0: Looking very good. Thank you. The Skaven warband is lovely, and I wish I could get it without having to buy a load of Warhammer Underworlds cardboard.
2: Well, they might eventually.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah those eventually is out. the operative word. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, they are really cool models. Though both warbands are quite fragile, and I broke about four things in the process of building and painting them. So they're now mostly made of super glue
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like this is becoming an increasing problem with modern Warhammer sculpts. Um, I've yeah, I've broken lots of things <laughs> recently. Just need we... to go back to ogres where nothing yeah. is smaller than like five mm across.
0: Lumineth are kind of legendary for uh, their fragility, aren't
1: they? Yeah. yeah.
0: Very, uh, very so cool. what have you been up to? Uh,
1: I have, I'm just scrolling through pictures to remind myself, um, I've painted a few things. i painted an Umbral spell portal, nice. the Malign Sorcery classic. Um, I wanted something for Teclis to throw spells through that actually matched the basing and colours of my army, so I painted a second one of those. <laughs> uh <laughs> I also painted a unit champion for my second unit of Venari Wardens for Lumineth. I'm staring at him on the shelf behind my computer screen right now. Uh, I have one big block of 20 and I was thinking of running a list where I needed two blocks of 10. And so Mm -hmm. I had to source and build an extra champion. I think he came out quite well, managed to match the scheme despite not having painted any for probably the best part of nine months to a year. So
0: that's always the fear, isn't it? Staring, yeah. squinting at an old model, thinking, how on earth did I do this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And
1: I feel like there was something else as well. Uh, A particular spooky oh, ghost? Yeah, I've started and nearly finished painting uh, Lady Alinda, Night mm. Vault, one of the few Night Nighthunt models that did not already have painted. So um, we'll talk more about her later, I think. (laughs) Uh, And I've also painted one Namati Reaver as a test model for a future project. Yeah, you're cramping my style here, Rich. I know. It's very different Namati Reaver to your style. Yeah, completely different.
2: Too many elves on this podcast.
1: Look, this is an elf-positive podcast, Laurie. You've got to accept it.
2: (laughs) I mean, even I've painted elves. It's terrible.
0: It's good, feel the elf flow through you. Yeah,
2: Sorry, right. I've just bought a magma drop and make up for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. Is the, that your third?
2: Yes, yeah, it will be.
0: Is that its bold new price point?
2: Uh, fortunately, I have bought it off a pal who is charging me significantly less.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good, <laughs> nice,
1: nice. Okay, it's not so bad.
0: Um, how about I'm, you, Matthew?
1: What have you been? I'll,
0: been I'll speed through mine up. I have painted an Isharan soul Render, and that's it. <laughs> I sort of started uh, I'm like partway through a unit of Nomati Reavers myself as well. Um, but they've sort of been taken off the list that I'm taking in a couple of weeks, so my desire to paint them has evaporated into the wind. Yeah,
1: you need the motivation, right, of knowing yeah. that they're going to see a table in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs>
0: Exactly, so they've they still stalled out on them. But I I got the soul render done, and um, yeah, it's a nice nice kit, nice little nice. elf hero. It
2: looks really good.
0: Mm-hmm. So we mentioned earlier, as we rattle through speed hobby, I'd say we haven't done much, but like you both have painted loads. <laughs> Just
1: judge us all by your. Your achievements.
0: Yeah, I'll tie you all with
1: my brush. Um, but that's the <laughs> joy, right, of having a fully a fully done army is that you only need to add a little thing to it occasionally. So yeah, yeah,
0: you know, I say, reading thinking, the
1: rewards of three years of effort
0: here. Yeah, I could have an aspect of the sea, though, you know, but <laughs> no. So, Rich, you went to a you went to a cheeky one dayer
1: I did. I did. I went to um, back to my roots—a little one-day club AOS tournament. This one at uh, a social club in Nuneaton, Uh Run a sort of jointly by uh, Pro Two Tabletop, who streams some games and um, sort of put up some AOS content. Pro Two Tabletop is actually my friend Andy from work. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I knew about the tournament and sort of run in the club, um, used by, and I just need to make sure that I get this acronym, right? So (laughs) please bear with me, uh, run by the Nuneaton war acolytes who do shorten their name to NWA, (laughs) (laughs) which gave me a chuckle, but they were all very lovely people. Um, so like all the they play in like the back room of a like old sort of classic west midlands working men's club um but they've got i think the guy that runs it paul has like 15 tables worth of terrain and mats and stuff that he's just collected over like a long wargaming career and um yeah, all set up really nicely. Got there and was offered breakfast. They had uh, like pastries and orange juice and thing and no, some lunch good. was all catered by again, I think like trays of sandwiches and cakes and stuff from the supermarket, big box of crisps. Um it had a bar, which is always good. Um so yeah, like I was a bit I suppose raised my eyebrow a bit at the idea that I was going to a Warhammer tournament in a dingy club but it was um it was actually a really good venue so that's good fair enough um I took Realm Lords in preparation for some practice games for Brotherhood mm. um and you know just because I suppose they're my um going concern at the moment for the most yeah. part um so I took a a classic a classic me list of like here's a <laughs> load of stuff that's uh <laughs> that doesn't really go together. So it's a classic Cyar, Techlist, Cathlar, uh, big block of wardens, mm-hmm. and then diverged from any semblance of a sensible list by being a small block of sentinels, a ballista, five uh what are they called, uh Stone Guard and five blade lords oh and the God. spell portal. Um yeah. because basically because it's kind of like the the what I have painted. That all fits together, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, needless to say it didn't go very well from a gameplay point of view, but, uh, <laughs> but it was fun. Um, do you want? Do you want game reports? Do you want?
0: Do you want to give give us your? I guess we don't need a blow by blow of each one, I, good, unless I uh, won't remember. <laughs> but if you've got any, like you know, your standout moments, your thoughts on how extremely bad Blade Lords are. <laughs> I might
1: actually start using them to bodyguard the Cathalar, because mm. I think their damage output, unless you happen to be playing Ice like or like a very dryad heavy silver nephilist or something. Something that's got locked twenty-five millimeter bases that means they're gonna get like eight attacks each. They're just not worth it. Like Yeah. Especially it's, in a unit of five.
0: They're a classic case of when they the scroll got revealed, the internet lost its mind because they auto hit. Uh, yeah. And they've got good rend, but um, the one attack each. Yeah, unless one you're attack. doing the sweeping blows or whatever it's called, uh, and then they don't auto hit yeah. if
1: they're
0: doing sweeping blows. So just just makes the damage really deeply limited. Yes,
1: um, yeah, deeply limited. I think is a good two word summing up of blade lords. Uh, they're beautiful models. They're really, really reminiscent of the old high elf sword masters. So yeah. I absolutely adore them. I can't promise that I won't buy more and maybe make a big unit of 10 and still try to make them work. Well, if the wounds are
2: true that there's a new book coming, they might get really good.
1: Yeah, it's entirely feasible. I'm quite looking forward to seeing what might change if there's a new book. Um, Stoneguard kind of fulfills a similar role of being 10 wounds across five models that don't do a lot. But at mm-hmm. least in some sub-factions, they're quite good. They have an allegiance ability that affects them more significantly and things. So, Yeah. Um, yeah, so I-, I will run through the games quickly, Yes, guess. Um, my first game was against a very nice guy called James. <laughs> You're really <laughs> confident about that name. Yeah, I'm terrible with names at the best of times. I am almost certain it was James. <laughs> Tell you what, pause, please. <laughs> I'm pausing. Uh, so it was against a lovely guy called James playing Stormcast. Uh, he was running Hammers of Sigmar Stormkeep Army. Uh, I really like this army. Uh, it absolutely annihilated me. But in <laughs> um, you know, Lumineth squishy. Uh, so it was uh, Bastion mm. in Draster. The Celestant Prime and a Relictor with the Teleport Spell, obviously. And a Mirror obviously. Shield, obviously. Uh, and then seven units of Vindictors. Love it. <laughs> that was the whole list.
0: When the Stormcast uh, book came out, this is the kind of army I wanted to see on the table. Not dragons. This is a cool yeah, army. Not
1: not nine dragons. Or however many an army is. There was someone there with a lot of dragons. Um, but I think he got taken down by a Kim player. So I was, nice um uh, pumping my fist secretly <laughs> <laughs> no the um yeah, so the army was really seemed really good it was is it savage gains, I think where you've got one sort of like on the border of your te- each of your territories and then two in the middle I'm pretty sure it was savage gains um and uh yeah, like i we've talked a bit recently about me taking first turn versus not taking first turn and how Mm -hmm. like with the Lumineth, I've been very keen to have B one drop with a battle regiment so that I can always have that decision because against anything that I think can reach me, like I need to go first, even at the risk of the double and get like the ward bubble off and maybe some damage on some key pieces. Mm -hmm. This time I actually opted to go second Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, vindictors aren't fast. Um, (laughs) And so, although I don't know, was taking some risk, I thought it'll be, you know, it'll be okay. And actually, the chance of, like, two turns worth of getting to double and return and getting two turns worth of shooting and comet and things off is maybe worth it. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, so he sort of moved everything up a bit, teleported one unit of Vindictors, sort of... Um, up towards my sentinels and did actually get a charge off on them. Uh, Oh, maybe that was on turn two. But he he got close on that side. The things I had negated were, uh, A, Andrasta's got a shooting attack with her spear, (laughs) which is quite beefy. Uh, So she shot off the ballista before I ever got to do anything in turn one. And Bastion also has his... Mortal Wound lightning strike. So he rolled his 16 dice for Teclas in the his hero phase uh, and rolled six sixes. So there's six Mortal Wounds for Techless before he's ever done anything. Oh. Um, which, you know, is chance. And even so, I don't think it was the wrong decision still, but ultimately, like, the ultimate outcome of this game is I just couldn't chew through the army. Hmm. Like, I'd kill a unit I did take off a couple of units of vindictors one of those completely negated by the command the once per game ability thing that lets them replace a unit mm-hmm. as it dies which is quite irritating uh, <laughs> and otherwise with like aoe spells and things i was chipping units down a model or two every turn and Andrasta can just put one back in every unit she's in range of which is yeah. wild uh, so i think it's a really good army uh, james ended up coming like Fourth or fifth, I think. So he did pretty well with it. Yeah,
0: it's Um, an interesting version of it because you quite often see that archetype. Maybe I mean, as often as you see that archetype, but with um, Gardas right, for the mm, five plus ward bubble. Yes, yeah, Mm. and take them as
2: some annihilators instead of mm. the all vindictors, maybe.
1: Yeah, I think it feels kind of viable with both, right? Because you can you can have it as the storm keep and sit back. or you can have it as the other one Science of the storm Silence of the storm, thank you, and then you're like doing mortal wounds um, every time you act the op- ability to potentially do mortals when they die is incredible as well, especially when you've got 35 bodies of just spear wielding idiots on the board, like um, Does it make got, you feel- like that adds up to a lot.
0: Make you feel bad about blessed
1: sons? Uh, no, no, not really. <laughs> like obviously they're not as good, but <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. Uh, but it was it was a fun game. It was uh, we were on table one. Nice. And I said I don't think I'll be staying here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then my second game. Yeah, that was. I guess that was it. I think <laughs> that was nothing. Nothing else of note happened in that Just game. Got slowly rolled up. Yeah, yeah, basically. But it was it was fun. I had no complaints. Uh, game two, after mm. lunch, was against a chap called Scott, uh, who, as it transpires, works at the same place as me. Um, <laughs> because there's about a 50% chance if you live in the Midlands that you work at the same place as me, I think. Um, so that's cool. You work Warhammer Pal. He uh, was very nice. He was playing an Ideneth list, Um nice. Which I initially looked at and thought... I don't, like, I thought it was maybe, obviously, I'd Net are in a good place at the moment, but I mm. thought it was maybe kind of, like, on a par with my list of being, like, oh, a bit of everything that's cool, like, which it is, because almost everything in Ideneth's cool.
0: Yeah, so but, you, and then it Ideneth books probably the most internally balanced book in the game. Um, yeah, everything's viable. There. There. So even taking stuff that looks off meta, or a bit Grab bag probably still works out pretty
1: well. Yeah, I mean, even if it's the worst thing in a book for a, a couple of ba- a couple of turns, it's fighting before everything else, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, which is really good. Um,
2: Look, you're playing yeah, so you, had, F, you can't complain that other armies get to do cool things.
1: Yeah, um, I did have the startling realization in during the first game of the day that for like my previous three. Practice games. I had forgotten that Lumineth fight two things in a row. I saw so, you do that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> like I'm. I'm not going to take you to task over this, Laura. But like, I just don't. Lumineth aren't in that place anymore at all, really. Yeah, I know they're not, and
2: I know your Lumineth have... army is not a top meta Lumineth army. No, but they still, they still do all the things, just not as effectively as they used to.
1: They're still very capable of delivering a negative play experience, I think, again to a, an unsuspecting opponent. But I think mm. against a suspecting opponent, they have lost so much um, potential these days. But hey, you like still like, have good go
2: arrogance. As long as you have good arrogance, I'm just going to hate luminous <laughs> <just how> <laughs> Yeah,
1: like it's good to make your opponent spend their command points twice as frugally whilst they. Absolutely destroy you, I guess. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, yeah, they have some things that need toning down, some other things that just need toning up a little bit, or yeah, probably not even toning up, but just like changing a little bit for the th- AOS 3 landscape. And I think they'll be back to like, I just like, they only need to be um, a solid B army. And I think probably in the hands of almost anyone but me, they actually still are. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Scott's Side Army was like a soul render, a big turtle, mm-hmm. uh three sharks in the uh like the special subfaction. I can uh, never remember what it's called. The
0: Yeah, the Fuitan um, yes, Bloodthirsty it blood- Shiver.
1: Bloodthirsty Shiver, that's it, thank you.
0: Um so that's I a think- weird so it it's three individual sharks, and if they are Close to each other when they fight, one of them gets exploding sixes on its attacks.
1: Yes, and you can yeah. change which one it is every
0: yes. Yeah, turn, you pick.
1: Yeah. Um, seemed good. The sharks, as it happened, didn't really stay together, but um, it's a good thing to have anyway. Mm. Um, and then your classic, I think, two units of thralls, one unit of reavers, maybe two units of reavers, uh, and two units of allied luminescent. <laughs> That's, uh, so that's, the idnet army yeah, I was playing had yeah. more sentinels than me. Um, <laughs> I actually um, I went first, and this we were playing Survival of the Fittest, where you pick mm. predators uh, who didn't really have any impact. Um, but it's a, mm. it's quite a good sort of staggered diagonal deployment as well. So you're really kind of in the thick of it quite quickly. And in turn one, I got big Wound bomb off. I did a bit of effective shooting, even with having to target the closest thing, and then some good targeted, uh, like bravery debuffs and battle shock passes from the Cathar. I feel like I took a lot of stuff off of him on turn one, and then his turn one in return was not unimpactful, but like just
0: yeah, fine shooting. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, and then he had reverse the tides, so. Mm-hmm. Turn two was his fight first turn. And I think he, because, yeah, he won double. So he went into turn two and fought first. And then it went into my turn two and he fought first. And then I basically had nothing left. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I think we called yeah. it sort of mid turn three and just worked out about tactic and scoring and stuff. Yeah, kind of demolished me. Um, It was very nice. We had a good chat as we played. Yeah, we finished with like probably an hour still on the clock. Um, So we like had a drink and a chat, and uh, it was all good. And then game three was, I want to say feral foray. Go burn three on each side, and you can burn the ones on the opposite side. Um, This was versus Martin, who was running a big war. I think um, I don't think Mark was very experienced with Iron War. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it was his first time playing it that weekend, or close to his first time playing it, at least. Um, so it's a complicated
0: section, isn't it? Like we've got quite a lot yeah, going on it's under a lot the of hood.
1: Counting, mm. a lot of counting, a lot of um, counting. So What's famously,
0: big counters.
1: Yeah, I found it quite mentally draining because. I felt like I felt like I was having to look up rules for his stuff a lot as well, mm-hmm. um, to make sure I was understanding his understanding of it and my understanding of it correctly. Because it's all stuff I played against before, but the interactions and things uh, like he didn't really in- engage with the like the Big War allegiance abilities or anything. Um, but you know, to his credit. Who's super enthusiastic about Warhammer? Like, clearly, someone who's really excited to be there playing games. Um, and we did have a lot of fun. Like, you know, we're both there at the bottom tables, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, <laughs> so neither of us there, like, cruising for a win. Um, so it, it devolved in like turn two, turn three, into like, let's just make Teclis and the More Crusher fight. Um, which very much went the More Crusher's way, having so already one winner of, of that of
2: particular, concept. yeah,
1: yeah, um. So it was another loss for me, um, but, you know, Martin uh, was a fun opponent. And, yeah, so ending the game <laughs> on a big old 0-3. Nice. Um, so I did receive the coveted, coveted Wooden Spoon Award, uh, but I did also receive the um, most sporting vote, which was really nice. Um, I was the only person to receive three votes, they said, so... All my opponents thought I was their favourite game. No. Which is, you know, actually way better than winning games is people thinking they've had a nice time with you, in my opinion. And that is very much the energy I'm going into brotherhood with, so I'm sorry now <laughs> you're not getting any wins towards your <laughs> score. might try
0: and drag up the uh, team sporting vote a bit. Right, it's time for a training montage, I think. <laughs> you shape. So yeah, it was
1: really fun. I think there were about, I think it was 28 people, Um it was great. Oh, the tickets were like yeah. £20 plus a bit of an early bird discount. So for like a three-game event with plenty of space, terrain, mats. Food. Yeah. And food, like well-provisioned food as well. Felt really fair and happy to pay it again. I actually got a free ticket as the wooden spoon prize. So <laughs> I don't have to pay it again <laughs> if I go back to another one. Um, yeah, I think, I, think I think Andy's got aspirations of running them, um, maybe sort of every three or four months. So I will definitely try and try and go back for the next one. Um, the other cool thing they were doing was they had spot prizes, which is something I've seen creep into a few pack, like especially one day, like event packs recently. So at the start of each round, they said like there's a spot prize for the first person to achieve X thing this round. So in round one, it was kill your opponent's general in round two, it was roll a double one to miss. No roll a double one to charge. Um, (laughs) And in round three, it was rolled up a one to miscast. Nice. Um, First person to do that in each round got a little prize, which were like sort of £20 models. Like the, uh, I think one of them was like that Ogroid Myrmidon. One was a box of spirit hosts. And I think the other one was an army painter start painting set, which, you know, they're all like decent value prizes. And uh, the positional, Sort of first, second, third winners also got, uh, like, each got, like, a Warhammer prize as well as a, a trophy. Blimey. So it
0: was really yeah, well that's, organized. and It's good for 20 minutes, okay. But I do feel sorry for yeah. this person who has to build three spirit hosts.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> that's something I never want to do again, even though I yeah. feel like maybe I should have some more. I have. Uh, so, nine. yeah, there you go. Tournament report. Yeah. You've got nine. Yeah. You're an absolute madman.
0: <laughs> They're the worst kit I've ever built.
1: Yeah. Have either of you played any games?
2: Only Brotherhood practice games, um, I think, which maybe we can talk about a bit if we get to the list do planning. No, I was meant to go to an event at Warhammer World, but I got COVID, so I couldn't go, which I was extremely disappointed about.
1: Oh, that sucks. That looked like a really good event from some of the pictures and tweets and stuff, so not to...
2: i just going to take my (laughs) nice dwarf army and have fun losing lots of games with them, but maybe there'll be another one.
0: Yeah, there'll always be more. Hopefully. One more before uh, Cities of Sigmar enters the dustbin of history.
2: (laughs) It's got to be an event I can take them to, and it's going to be like a year before that happens. I'm going to take them to an event at some point.
1: Take them to Brotherhood?
0: No. I think Matthew might kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the submissions are in now. You're locked in. That's it. We're done. Yeah, we do yeah, no have more, 30 no iron drakes, which I is think. not
2: bad, but then the rest of the army is awful, <laughs> so it's 30 iron drakes <laughs> and a load of rubbish at <laughs> <laughs> What
1: could go wrong? Go 30 three. iron drakes plus some people to stand mm. in front of them while they shoot. You <laughs> what need to what be using games to role-play
0: the Book of Grudges, right? So
2: What nearly always happens is I use the Living City... Um, reserve's ability to bring the iron drakes on from the side of the board, they shoot something and utterly obliterate it and then I realise they're half a board away from everything else and they move four <laughs> inches so then they do nothing else and it all goes horribly <laughs> wrong. That's how that army works. Oh,
1: dear. Yeah, what you want to be doing is bringing on fulminators with that ability. <laughs>
0: yeah, you do it's a really thematic <laughs> strike and fade away. Yeah, yeah, Definitely fade needs away into to do that, that face. To
2: get him Somewhere near the combat, so that he can run in and then roll three ones and achieve nothing.
1: Sounds
0: about right.
2: But he's getting a new scroll, that might be a little bit better, so maybe he will do things like.
0: <laughs> You've not seen the new scroll, then.
2: It's marginally better.
0: It's marginally better. It's still the thing I hate about Dirthu is still there, though.
2: He degrades What's, a lot slower de- his
0: degrade now. His is, yeah.
2: It's really slower, he but. After- his, Three wounds, that I think on the new scroll, it's he it has to take seven, maybe. So okay. it's a significant. It's yeah, quite a
0: lot better. Yeah, it's still the the big drop from six to d six, though, right on the damages.
2: I'm sure he's still yeah, going to be extremely disappointing, but I, I just assume that's going to happen now.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You've
1: already trained yourself to expect that, so it's fine. So we should talk about Brotherhood,
0: I suppose. We should. We should probably talk about what it is. Because I don't think we've talked about it on the pod in depth before. No. Or if we have, then we're about to retread some ground, which is exciting.
1: Yeah. I feel like the odds of that with only two episodes under the belt are not too great. So <laughs> um, so
0: it's a team tournament that we're going to. Uh, the first weekend of June, I think, he says. Um, yes, yes. In lovely, expensive Cardiff. And... Six players on a team, and I won't go super into depth into how Team Warhammer works, but essentially you do not have 12 players around a table pushing models around because that way would lie madness. Uh, you instead rock up against another team and you use a semi-complicated pairing system to decide matchups between who plays who in a singles game within that. And then the overall the results of the single game single games are fed into a scoring matrix and there is a overall winner, team winner for that round. With a sort of minimum and maximum cap, because otherwise the scores can start running away from you very, very quickly. Especially if you're doing badly. <laughs> and not that we'd have any experience of that, of course. No. I have no idea what it feels like to be capped. <laughs> so yeah, this is the second year we're going, it's sort of the post COVID one. Which I think unfortunately for the uh TO means the event has been absolutely um not crippled, but really battered with uh dropouts. I think originally when we tried to get in, we couldn't even get a ticket because it was sold out, right? It Had like twenty four yeah. sign ups in the first hour or whatever. Yeah. I think we're down to eleven teams. So it's been a pretty pretty big so, yeah, that's gone from, like, 150 to, like,
1: 60, 66 players, right? Yeah. That's a crazy drop-off.
0: Which, similar to his blackout event he ran that we went to in November, right? It That went uh, down to 40-ish? Yeah. Lost a lot of players from yeah. about 100. So, Which is Did a shame. The
1: cost. Like, the cost of accommodation has got to be part of it. Like, I don't know why... The Jubilee weekend is so expensive in the capital of <laughs> Wales that <laughs> it really is.
0: So, <laughs> Cardiff um, is always really expensive to stay in as well, which doesn't, yes, mean. yes, it doesn't. Firestorm happen. is a really lovely venue, so and it's close to me, not necessarily <laughs> yeah, to uh, too, uh, London. It's not too
1: bad for me, but no. yeah, Sp- spare a thought for Luke traveling from Glasgow. <laughs> <But> <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's a brave soul, I think. So, uh, yeah, there's a few sort of restrictions on the way these team events work. Um, So very specifically, there's no duplication between players of faction, war scroll, um, artifacts, or enhancements generally, uh, as they are now in AOS 3. And then I think uh, ground strategies as well, limited to only being able to take them once per team. So that, and battalions, the core battalions, which changes things up quite a lot from the kind of armies that... You, you take those twice? You maybe? can take those twice per team, yeah. yeah. So that obviously changes up your list building fairly fundamentally because there are so many armies in AOS that want low drop that now can't get it. Uh, so it does, it does, um, I think, make things more interesting from a, from a list building perspective because, you know, you do have that, give and take between who gets what, who's fighting for hunters and the hunter, basically. But, yeah, so we've spent the last few months prevaricating over our various army lists, which has all really come to a head in the last... I feel like we all felt really locked in for weeks and weeks and weeks, and in the last 48 hours, it's gone haywire. And yes. there's been a, a lot of... Chopping and changing. Uh, Probably not helped by two new battle themes dropping, but I guess if we go to uh, Laura, how have you felt picking an army for this event?
2: So I think I might be the person who's done the least chopping and changing because I was always really going to take Gargants in some form. Um, They're the army I've played the most in ARS3, um, and while they're not anything like as sort of strong in the meta as they were at the start of ARS3, they're still pretty solidly fine, I think, especially in a, you know it's a good army to have on a team for a team event. The only other thing I really considered taking was Osiark Bone Reapers, but I think I am too worried with them about whether I'm going to get a game in in the time allowed because they're just a really grindy army that you have to roll a lot of dice. And I don't think I've had the practice with them to be confident that I can do it without having to look up rules and things that would slow me down um so the main decision i ended up making with my list was whether i was going to take pure gargants or whether i was going to take kragnos and what mm-hmm. happened was that i played one game with my friends kragnos and it was really fun um <laughs> so i bought and painted kragnos and now my army is kragnos two mega gargants and a mancrusher gargant uh which will also have the benefit of being very easy to transport so mm. i'm quite excited
1: i am jealous of the, the low model count army, to be honest. Yeah. Yes. I, I love, I, I wish I had committed like three years ago, four years ago to just doing the, the like six stone horn list for ogres. <laughs> because while the thought of painting four more of them is a bit painful now, just having that like super simple comparatively, like turn my brain off type list kind of appeals to me at the moment. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think, there, there's uh, a different
1: level of thinking that you need to do when you've only got four models on the table i think i'm not yeah. not to say that it's a brainless endeavor by
0: any means but
2: there's fewer decisions to be made i think it is fair to yeah. say the, fewer, uh, but
0: more impactful decisions let's, let's be nice about it yeah maybe. Mm, yeah
2: i think the main limitation of my list is that it would just be straight up better if i had a second gatebreaker mega gargan but i don't so i'm bringing a kraken eater who mm-hmm. will just disappoint me constantly but maybe he'll (laughs) kick an objective around in a useful way at some point we'll see
0: you do have the biggest triumph bit i've ever seen in age of sigma
2: i'm gonna be quite disappointed if i don't get a triumph in every game i play (laughs) because i think i've got a 95 point triumph. uh...
1: (laughs) that's pretty wild that's really good
2: the only thing i could have taken was an endless spell i guess because one of my gargants has got the arcane tome and they say mm-hmm. they have now FAQ'd it so you can take an Ender Spell. But yep. realistically, all yep. I'm going to cast is Mystic Shield, so I'd rather have the Triumph bit. That's,
0: that's yep. fair
1: enough. Gargants can't ally in things like Gits, can they? So you can't nope. just take like a Fungo Shaman or no. something else small and rubbish.
0: No, they thought about that. Yeah. So yeah,
2: I've not yeah, played can... a massive amount of games with it, but I've played... I've played a lot of games with Gargants. I've only played four or five games with Kragnos, but... Really, mm. you just point him at monsters and try not to get him killed before he can charge something. So it seems okay.
0: Yeah, you gave you gave me a good battering, I think, didn't you?
2: Yeah, and I think I think my list against your list is just a bad matchup for you, really. Yeah,
0: a lot of my practice games have been into uh, armies where afterwards we've gone, "Hmm, that's a bad matchup for Deepkin," which isn't filling me with a huge amount of confidence. But uh,
1: but it is a good thing to know going into the matchup process, I
2: -hmm. guess. Well, I think I'm Um, getting lulled into a false sense of security because I've played a lot of practice games against teammates who have quite melee-focused armies. And what is going to happen at some point is I'm going to play someone who can just shoot Kragnos turn one and he will die, and then I'm going to be quite sad. Um, So I need to mentally prepare myself for that.
0: Mentally prepare for Seraphon. Hmm. I'd
2: quite like not to play Seraphon, please. That Everyone
0: on the team one one be saying
2: they'd like,
1: like to play Seraphon. No it's one, one right. wants to play Seraphon. <laughs> Seraphon, the secret worst play experience for like the fourth year running. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. How do they keep getting away with it? <laughs> His daughters have <laughs> so so colorful. Yeah. 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 How about so your, your list? Your point? Yeah, I guess. Uh, so I'm taking Ivan Matthew Uh It's the army I've been playing with for a little while now, I guess, uh, since before the new book came out, but uh, I've gotten in quite a few games with the new book for me. Um, so army's sort of unusual um, because no one else on the internet appears to be taking more Guard anymore, and I have 12 of them. Uh, so that's, I guess, the major point of difference between me and everyone else. Otherwise, I guess it's fairly normal. So I've got an Achillean King, I've got a Smash King, um with unstoppable fury for just a extreme number of extra attacks into particular board states uh Ishran Soulrender uh which is a model that can bring your Narto back to life at the end of the battle shock phase in testing this guy has been absolutely rubbish for me he just does almost nothing in every game he's played um so i'm hoping it gets a bit better in uh brotherhood itself again people seem to love him, so I just appear to be living a different duke life to everybody else. Cause, um but we'll see how he goes. Um You willing need to, to manifest. Believe. You need to manifest. It's because I you know. don't believe in him.
1: It's because I don't believe in the Marti.
0: Me. Yeah. But, um, speaking of, yeah, I'm taking ten Namato Reavers, which are the bow ones, and then two units so of ten nomato thralls, which are the melee ones. Again, Nomato Thralls always disappoint me, always and forever. Uh <laughs> I'm sure they're good in the new book. I'm sure, but not yet. Haven't worked out yet for me. Reavers are amazing. Um, I was going to say earlier that I was astonished that the Deepkin player you played before was taking Allied Sentinels because Reavers are so much better. Than yeah, this is why. <laughs> so think, much actually. better. Maybe just what he had painted.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Oh, they, they weren't the... painted. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: it's uh, the two shots apiece coming out of them is like double the shot volume of the of the sentinels it my, sort of so doesn't much matter better than the old of that swim.
1: Yeah. so much better than the old was it one or three they used to get yeah like just always two is so much better
0: and they were fours and fours before and they're threes and threes now and the range is better and um, they've got rend they're just ridiculous now uh, and you know like have, have being able to run and shoot them and they move eight you can stick them in a boat for a five up ward yeah. Um they have a naturally built in plus one to hit within nine inches rule, so unleash hell normally. <laughs> like, yeah. They're extremely good. And I probably should be taking more, but I'm not, because um, I don't have that many really. Uh and then like I said before, I'm taking twelve Mortal Guard, that's in two units of six. Uh this is partly because I just want to play with my eel. Uh, I have so many painted. I can't (laughs) not use them. But they are still good. The internet's wrong. Um, Point for point, they hit harder than anything else in the book. I think I said this last time. Uh, I still believe that. And they have been doing, of my list, they are the thing that are doing the the work for me, I think. You know. Um, They, I can't remember if they killed, did they kill the Gatebreaker in a turn when we played? Um. Um...
2: I think did you leave him on one wound? I feel like that happens. Oh yeah, quite a yeah, lot. they
0: left him. Yeah, that's still and, quite a lot of damage. Uh, yeah, and then the last game I played, they killed a Megath Lord and the Split Horn Helm um, guy on the fly in a round, so they they can do wow. the biz. Yeah, um, that's pretty wild. The, the issue I've been having with them is they do the business and then are hideously overexposed. So yeah that's the that's the learning point for me and have you
1: that, got yourself some <laughs> triangular movement trays for them so I that you can have them in the right
0: formation no i'm gonna have to practice that uh, i've been getting too used to tts um but alongside that i have a unit of two achillean and with the harpoons these are the daco sharks um they're good they're very good uh they much easier to use than the eels so i understand why everyone uses them um so just do a bit of everything you know they shoot well, they fight well, they're fast, they're quite tough. This is all around, very solid unit. And then three Allied ether wings because I had some spare points and nothing else picked. Uh that you know, they'll sit on objectives. They're fine. Also what they can do, very importantly, is in a game versus a gunline, they can stand in front of my army and get shot to bits. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Always useful to think about
0: in the current AOS. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's, that. I mean that's you know one way. Deep armies have always sort of abused the um Forgotten Nightmares rule. Back in AOS one, it was using the um the old High Elf blade swordmasters. The old High Elf swordmasters who had a uh, reroll saves versus a shooting rule. So you stopped them in front of your army, and they rerolled their saves, and the rest of your army couldn't get shot. Yeah. But uh, in this brave new world, it's going to be some. Um, Ether seagulls that are getting blown away by whatever they have to stand in front of. <laughs> Brave seagulls. yeah. Thank you for your service. You who are about to get roasted. We salute you. So that's the army. It's super aggro, but only in certain moments. Like You can play it very standoffish, and it has the speed to sit back if it needs to. So I do enjoy playing it. Uh, even if sometimes it's deeply frustrating when it just bounces off things and then instantly dies. But that's the way of Age it sometimes. Yeah. Much more interestingly, what's happened to your Lumineph from Lords army?
1: Well, Matthew, they've all died. <laughs> and they've all gone to Shy Ish. And now they're ghosts. Oh. Um, so I've been quite um keen to play with the new Nighthaunt battle tome but kind of because of a couple of upcoming events resigned myself to it not happening until later this year Mm -hmm. and i was looking at it a couple of days ago we were talking in our prep chat and for the list i was thinking of running for brotherhood and my lumineth i'd committed to needing to paint about 20 models to make it Mm -hmm. more of a more of a sensible list than what i have been running and it wasn't sparking joy and I was finding it hard to pick up the paintbrush um, mm. and yeah, a bit of soul searching and just decided to pivot to Nighthorn one day before the list submission deadline without having played any games with them. So,
0: Or yeah. um, particularly mentioned it before. I think you just one day posted a list of Nighthorn in the chat. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I like frame this as about two or three months ago, I said, actually, I don't think I'm going to come to Brotherhood and, mm. Um, maybe we've been on rocky ground for a while. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I've just, you know, I think it's, it's a smaller affair than I was expecting it to be. There's quite a few people I know going still Mm. though. And yeah, I'm just going to go have fun looking forward to my ghosts, actually, um, potentially doing something. So this all starts with the, um, the, like my first big tournament back in 2019, Mm. Um, possibly like the second or third time I met you as well, Matthew. Yeah, this was LGT, like, right? We went to LGT back when the AOS was a singles event. I think all three of, of us nice were there, actually, weren't we? You were doing Necromunda. I was pla- Lord yeah, I played Lord
2: Necromunda rather than Age of Sydney.
1: Yeah. I, was um, I was taking Nighthorn, and I committed to that because it was the only AOS army I really had. I decided that Blade <laughs> Ghost Revenants were good, and I took 40 guys' mm. remnants, and they have pretty much sat in a box ever since. Uh, they've been—I've used Night Order in quite a few games since,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but they've sat around over lockdown. I painted the the black coach and a few other things. Also, sort of sat, never had a game with it. Um, and then I've got a few bits still sat in the cupboard that were like the late stuff from the Mortal Realms magazine, like uh, Kurdos and Lady mm. Uh So. Yeah, just thinking through the new book and notice there's a uh, the Scarlet Doom subfaction which lets your blade ice revenants be battle line and do you know have a mortal wound chance. Um, mm-hmm. they so are also structurally
0: cheaper, which is unusual yeah. for AOS three.
1: Yeah, they're 175 points yeah. for ten now. I yeah. think, and they Down were 100. 100- on yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which, they're not you know, it's as good as you they were. 40. Yeah, they're not as good as they were pre. Um ah, oh, when, when did they last have it? Was it Bellacore?
0: So the Blade Ghost Revenants all they've lost in the transition to the new book is they had an ability whereby they got rerolls to hit if they were near yes. a spirit torment. Yes and they've um, that's changed to be better right. So that's no, just, so that's gone completely from their scroll. They just don't have that, but the spirit torment itself is better. Yes, so that's it. It just returns models now. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, as you can see, I'm
1: really familiar with the book. Um, <laughs> the I just like the one downside they have from back when I was first running them is they're no longer two inch reach.
0: They were never um, two inch, inch
1: reach. Um, oh, but, yeah, they're, Sorry, they're now minimum unit of ten. That's yeah, it was so five before. Yeah. There's a bit of inefficiency potentially going in. Mm-hmm. But anyway, right. you four units you, of those, you
0: can fit it in. You can fit them yeah, in. You, you have to. Yeah. Uh, as yeah, as a man who spent a lot of time thinking big, <laughs> mad thoughts about cohesion, you, you can fit me. <laughs> <laughs> I have done barely any thinking about
1: cohesion. So. Um, I sort of read some reviews and looked at a few thoughts and sort of dragged a list together around that. So I'm going to take a Garden of Souls to try and get some efficiency into the units. Bring mm-hmm. some back with the artifact, the Light Shard of the Harvest Moon, which I think is like once per game, bring more back as well. Um, I've got the Gas Cruciator, the new-ish hero, It's mm-hmm. not that new anymore, but uh, who, who is now good instead of yeah. bad.
0: So, star of star of last episode, Gas Cruciator, who uh, <laughs> absolutely piss when I used him, yeah. but is uh, really good now,
1: I think. Yes. Uh, way, way easier to obtain that buff, and yeah. a bit more
0: impactful as well. So then, previously he had to shoot to activate uh, a Extra Ward buff. The Extra Ward buff is now built into your Allegiance abilities as a command ability. And yep. his ability now, he doesn't have to shoot. He just needs to be near a unit that's in combat with another unit, uh, which is much easier to achieve because it's all positional. And his buff is minus on damage, which is... Mm-hmm outrageous on top of a four up unrendable save and a five up ward you can have in that situation so yes yes it's only 10 wounds on a blade glass revenant but that's a lot of stacking damage reduction it's a lot of stacking i've
1: also got lady lady alinda in there so once per game she can return Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff across the board um and she's got some decent mortal output as well um and her gas Cruciator, Guardian of Souls, and I put Rhaikonor in there just for some mobile mortal wound stuff as well. Yeah, I think. I really like Storm him. Is a... Wraith Storm is a little bit better than it used to be, um, I think.
0: He would also and... happily go and chop up an, an enemy wizard in combat. It, like yes, Slice switches. him to ribbons. He'll do really well at that. Yeah, he's yeah, a little bit more reliable than he used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and
1: then three-spirit host to bodyguard either Alinda or the Cruciator. Um... Then uh, what else do I have? The Black Coach. That's the other
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little um, casual Black Coach.
1: Yes, which now looks good, is another potentially good source of damage output and some mortals. Um, building that list was the way I learned that the Black Coach has two different weapon options. Yeah. And I did not care to look at mine to find out if that's actually the one it's built with before selecting the 12 attack gun. <laughs> um, so... Um, I don't think anyone previously knew that it had options, to be honest. Yeah, it did. It did before. No, yeah, but not you, because you own like 15 million (laughs) points of death. But like normal people. Uh, Yeah,
0: it's... uh, So, I don't think anyone will care. Black Coach is an interesting one. The the 3D3 mortal wound gun is going to... People are going to be happy about that, I think.
1: I like the way it can, like, sort of probably from turn two onwards, you're probably... Mm-hmm. firing off your powered up state and then getting it back again. So
0: Yeah, I mean, you can activate it with Lady Alinda, right? With her Mortal Wind output as well. Yeah. So you can yeah. potentially be stacking a lot of ranged Mortal Wind output onto a target.
1: Yeah. I um, Yeah, I'm quite excited to play with it. I think if I had to preempt a weakness, it's that it feels like a list that probably basically wants to be in one big blob in the middle. Mm-hmm. Maybe with like a Linda on one flank and the coach on the other flank. Um, so it might not do so well against scenarios that are like spread objectives. But the counterpoint to that is that with the ability to drop some stuff into the underworlds at the start of the game,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it does have some counterplay. Um, I just don't have like big units of chain rust to rely on being in the way for two
0: turns. So. Yeah. I think. What you might find in play is that having army wide retreat and charge is wild. That seems warm. so good. <laughs> no, on units that move A and fly as well. Yeah. That opens up so much positional play.
1: Yeah. Just retreating away and charging yeah. off onto a backfield objective even seems really good. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think um, it's a really exciting, really techie book. I think hopefully it'll be really fun in play. I hope. Uh, I'm glad you're more excited about coming now. To start off with, but uh, yeah, it looks like you might be having more fun.
1: And I've nearly finished painting the one model I need to paint for this list, which is Lady Alinda. So mm-hmm. that feels like a better place to be in than having twenty-one models sat in front of me. <laughs>
0: you got twenty-one. <laughs> I do need today.
1: to. I do still need to paint those Lumineth or some of them at least, because I'm going to Narrative Event Whitney Warhammer the weekend after Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. But I've worked out a list now, and I think I only need to paint two things. So okay, yeah, it's not too bad.
0: Ooh, I so should we, do
1: we want to cover like what else we have coming
0: with us? Yeah, I think but, so. So um, We've got um friend of the pod, Chris. He's joining us with his Daughters of Cain army, which is uh, a classic surprise. I've painted a whole army. Here's a picture of the whole army job uh, <laughs> during <laughs> lockdown, which is Marathian always fun snakes, when someone does yeah? that. This is this is Morathi and the Melee Snake, which is uh, they're so good. They're absolutely. Well, I watched that game. and I think I said whoever wrote that scroll belongs in jail. Um, <laughs> I think people are annoyed about Marathi and the Bow Snakes from the old book, and but man, Blood Sisters are obscene. There is the the obvious downside is that that unit is four hundred twenty points and it will die to a stiff breeze, so. Yeah, I think there are some teams where they get shot off real quick.
1: Yeah. But what is it? 30 wounds with a 5 up save and a 6 up ward. So. Yeah. Yeah. You so, yeah, so, he right?
0: so,
1: yeah, can. That's a bit sad, but <laughs> stupid stupid snakes.
0: It's yes. fine. Well, uh, who else
1: is on the team? Someone else? Uh, We've got Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, what's he bringing? Maggotkin <laughs> Is there anything to say interesting about Mag? You are a Magician player, Rich. They're good. I think they are good into the majority of matchups because mm-hmm. oh boy, it's going to take you five turns to get through them. Um, like, yeah, I think they're one of the most fun books to play at the moment. From mm. what I've played with of stuff I've got and sort of watched other people play, Um and yeah, like I. Was kind of deeply disappointed from about six months ago that Luke had backseed Magikin because <laughs> uh, I haven't taken that marmy to an event yet. But uh,
0: why don't you take them to Whitney?
1: Because they're not narrative. What's the narrative? They smell.
0: What's the narrative
1: about being an elf? Um, they don't smell. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're um, they'll be good, I think. Yeah, and I yeah. think he's got a fairly sort of standard. Magoth Lord, great and clean one, Fly mm-hmm. kings.
0: He's not gone uh, full like completely smooth brain fly list.
1: No, I think he has got the Lord of Afflictions for the Split yeah, Horn. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, who's yeah. great? But then it's quite a nice. I think
2: he's fairy list. it has got yeah. different things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luke has nice. also been putting in the reps. The man's been playing a lot of Warhammer. He so. knows the army
1: pretty well now. Yeah. Which is good because I know he's his criticism of like old Magikin was that he found them they took ages to play. So mm. um yeah, he's been practicing a lot, which is I don't know if that's his intention behind practicing is to play them faster, but he seems like he has a really good grip on the army. So mm-hmm. I think he might be our one-to-watch actually in terms of like surprise coming out of the event with a four-one or something. Yeah. <laughs> Not to he- talk anyone else down. <laughs> like I expect both of you to do well all the time, but <laughs>
0: No, if my practice games are anything to go by, um, that might not come true. No. And then, um, I guess, Laura, you've got the joy of talking about Stormcast Eternals.
2: (laughs) So yeah, then we have friend of the pod, Michael, with his Stormcast, which has zero dragons, but possibly (laughs) has some fulminators. I've slightly lost track of which variant of this army we're on. Sorry, I'm going to get told off now. It doesn't have zero dragons. It has one big dragon, but he's not (laughs) a Stormdrake guard.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um... Yeah, I was looking at this list the other day. I think it's it's got some good stuff in it. Like, you know,
0: what it could be worse.
1: Because he got four fulminators and six long strikes in it? Right? Yeah,
0: he, he does indeed have so, four fulminators and six long strikes. That's,
1: that's the greatest hits, other than Storm Drake cards.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. There's yeah, there's definitely a punch in that list, and he managed to blag himself a battle regiment at the last minute, thanks to you dropping Lumen. Yeah, Which means you mean know- it is all in a one drop? So. Laura, do you know what sub faction and things he's taking? It's Hammers of Sigma and Sons of the Storm. So that's essentially because he needs the battle line fulminators. Oh, right, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Otherwise, he's running some, some pretty skinny battle lines on there.
2: I, I did, did notice that. T- two. T- solid pick.
0: Yeah. The yeah, Krondis is, is left field, but uh, he spent he's like.
1: bad, though, right? He's, oh, not, he's not bad,
0: no. But uh Michael spent an extremely long time painting Crondis, so fair play. You can take yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Can't can't say no to that. That's feels very cool.
0: But we did say no to Crondis and the Star Trek in the same mm. army. I would no, be no, no, fine no. with that.
1: Like,
0: <laughs> you have to help people help themselves, Rich. <laughs>
1: At least he didn't look wistfully at the celestial Dracolines that you told him to paint for The Last Brothers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we, look, we all make mistakes.
1: Yeah. yeah, but your mistakes were with someone else's army. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he could have taken Scaven that year, you know? True. So, yeah, that event is in a scarily quick amount of time. So, week and a half? A week and a half. So, the, the, the lists are all provided beforehand. We sent ours in today. So, we should find out everyone else's armies for the event, and then we'll spend a very long time thinking about matchups, and then we'll get to the matchup process and spend not very much time thinking about them before we not just start. Not convinced we're going to
2: spend a very long time in advance thinking about matchups, to be honest. I will. <laughs> Maybe you will.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I was going to write down, not Seraphon, please.
1: <laughs> I noticed that we'd all written down. This has too many objectives on the things like Feral Foray. <laughs> None of yeah. us want to play those. You know, so.
2: Anyone whose army contains more than four models isn't allowed to complain about scenarios yeah. with six objectives.
0: Yeah, fair. Yeah, there get is. get back there and start burning. It's uh, not necessarily the, the six armies you'd put together if you want to create an optimal team, but also um, sod it, you know. Power of friendship, right? power friendship, and the power of six real good-looking armies as well. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, six, going for times. Team Best Painted, an award that doesn't exist.
1: <laughs> but if it did...
0: But if it did, we'd get a nom. Okay. Um But not a trophy. <laughs> Just to rub it in. Um, yeah, so, I think... Uh We'll probably keep this episode pretty short and sweet because I'm guessing next time you hear us will be post Brotherhood and it might be a bit of a monster. Low energy uh, post Brotherhood
1: chat. Yeah.
0: She <laughs> post Brotherhood. Yeah. Six people have all played five games. That's a lot of,
1: that's a lot of, yeah. Warhammer, so. Well, I think contractually we won't be allowed to have Chris or Luke. No. So at least we won't have to talk about all six games every round. <laughs> I
0: think, cousin. A... We. <laughs> they're, not, they're not dead to us. We can oh, talk oh, about them oh, with people.
1: Oh, oh sorry. Um, well, you we can just say one or loss. Win or lose. Yeah. Did they contribute? Yeah, yeah. Got the
0: W. <laughs> Move on. Nothing interesting there. I found Snakes. it really
1: hard to remember what happened in my own games when I was doing like wrap-ups mm. of Brotherhood and stuff last time. Let alone like how, as a team, we'd done other than vaguely remembering whether like we'd been capped or we'd won the round or... Yeah. Or, you know. This is what a
0: notebooks for. I'm
1: yeah.
0: Just going to spend well, the whole weekend writing.
1: I am going to do what I forgot to do again this weekend and try and use the Honest Wargamer app because oh. I think it's pretty good for recording oh. games, but I keep forgetting to use it. So <laughs> Yeah.
0: We'll see how we feel because the Saturday is a 10-hour day. Easy. <laughs> so by the end of game three, we might be flagging somewhat. I imagine. Mm,
1: yeah, rapidly rethinking my desire to have a lot of pints because over a ten-hour day, I'm just going to feel like shit if I do that. Um,
0: what you need to do is the the team England, which is consume all of your pints on the night before, and then use that power to win all of your games on the Saturday.
2: <laughs> I thought we were relying on you to drive us to the event, but maybe that's not the case.
0: <laughs> ah,
1: I think we can. I think we can get the train. Ooh, cool.
0: that's exciting! Yeah, yeah. signed up on the menu.
2: Yeah.
1: Also, my car is very small. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Right. Well, I think I think we've hit the bottom of the barrel. Shall
0: we? Shall we wrap it up? <laughs> it's been three and two. We should thank our. Lovely hosts at Tiny Plastic People for hosting us.
1: You sound like you're saying that under duress. I'm I haven't not. got a gun. I'm not holding up a gun.
0: You haven't got uh, a gun. No. <laughs> Drew
1: and James, just off camera. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah Aki, go to tiny yeah. Read read article. Listen to pod. Send questions to tiny the tiny plastic people at gmail.com. There you go.
0: Send questions like hey. Is there a Patreon I could subscribe to? Uh, there isn't, yeah. but if you keep asking, maybe there will be. I'm joking. Um. You, you,
1: now, this is an attempt at manifesting. <laughs> Make it sound like everyone's really keen for Patreon. Yeah, um, yeah, Loads of other people will write in and be like, yeah, that is a good idea. That's a good idea. Um, so yeah. good. I, I feel like with these two and a half episodes, we've really proved our worth. So, I think so.
0: <laughs> I think it's been good stuff. <laughs> uh, what
1: about so individually? If, Where can we find you, Matthew?
0: If people want, I mean, God, I haven't posted on Instagram in so long. I should post on Instagram more, but that would require me to have painted more models than I have. Uh, I am on Instagram at thirty seven visible skull, all one word, all spelled out. Uh, and
1: go post that soul render there, and then people can go look at it. Oh uh, yeah, I have painted
0: a model. Yeah, I talked it's about really good yeah. I'll post it on. I'll post it on Instagram. There you go. A little treat. Uh, <laughs> how about you guys?
2: Uh, I am at scops947 on Twitter and Instagram, and I think I posted something on Instagram today, so it's vaguely up to date.
0: <laughs> Hold on, I'm nice. going to like
1: that right now. <laughs> I am at richnutter on Twitter. Haven't posted any hobby for a while, but I do have a little backlog of things to post. I'm also at RJ Nutter on Instagram and I'm just checking the last time I posted on Instagram was 26th March and it was a photo of my cat so <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> that's, uh,
2: that's it's worth content. looking
1: at. There is hobby content on there so I just don't use it very much because I hate the interface.
0: It is crap. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling with it right now. Hashtag um. #I don't know, <laughs>
1: He is actually doing this right now. So, it's like I guess. Warhammer. We are. Yeah, God, the hashtags, are can't deal. Oh, no. Right. So, I guess we might be back sooner than usual if we have a like, a brotherhood wrap up episode as well.
0: It depends when so, we can face it, I guess. But it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If
1: you never hear from us again,
0: <laughs> it's
1: either zero 05 or 50, five and we've got too big for our
0: boots. So, yeah. Yeah. one of those two will have happened. Definitely couldn't be anything in the middle. (laughs) Seems unlikely, yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening. Cheers. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.